Good evening, world! This is the podcast Ask for Us and your host, S. Laura Cattell. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Thank you to everyone joining in today. Give me one second here. I forgot to close the window. Alrighty. How is everyone doing today? I hope you're doing well. I hope wherever you're at, you are safe, you are warm, you are secure, your bills are paid. Gas in the tank, food in the fridge. You know what? Let's do that for just a second. Before we get started on anything. Before we get started on anything, close your eyes and I really want you to bring to mind this. I want you, wherever it is that you are, whatever it is you're living in, I want you to imagine you've been homeless for the last eight months. And you just walked into your brand new place. Whatever it is. Whatever it's apartment. A house. I don't care. It doesn't matter. I want you to come at this as if you just came off of being homeless. Oh my god, there's food in the fridge. There's, there's, There's furniture. I have a roof over my head. It's sound, it's solid, I I don't have to worry about my things getting stolen, I can lock the door. I have a bed. I have running water, I can go take a shower. I have a fridge that I can put food into and it has food in it. I have a TV I can go turn on and actually watch the news or a show. I have internet. Take it just a, let's just take this moment. And whatever it is in your life right now, I promise you someone else is having a worse time. I know it probably was a, a little bit of a shock to just come into the podcast like that, but just, let's just start this off with the most beautiful gratitude we could express for where we are right now. You have clothing, you have a bed, you have hopefully a comforter or blanket on the bed, you have pillows, you have the ability to wash your clothes, even if it's just in a kitchen sink or a bathtub. You can take a shower, you can go to the bathroom without having to beg somebody or or having people stare at you. You can lock your door and keep your things and yourself relatively safe. So often, we become blind and used to all of the luxuries that we're used to. Having furniture to put our clothes away in. Having clothes that we need to go wash. Having dishes to clean means that we had food to eat. And dishes to put that food on. We didn't have to go digging through a garbage can hoping that we're going to find the last scraps of somebody else's half-eaten food. Okay. I don't know why, but that was just an impulse that I had. So, for that moment, and for, you know, 
carrying into the podcast, let's just carry that feeling of gratitude forward. And I would honestly and earnestly encourage everyone when you wake up in the morning and if you can't figure out something to be grateful for, start with those things. I am so grateful. I have a bed. I woke up in a bed. I'm so grateful I woke up. I'm so grateful that I woke up in my house or in my apartment or in my condo. I'm so grateful that apartment is warm or my house is warm. My clothes are clean and I can go clean myself. I can brush my teeth. I can brush my hair. I can uh, clean my body, go take a shower, make a cup of coffee. And it's not that we intend to just become blind to these things. Um, That's actually a proven psychological trick. Once we're exposed to something enough, it becomes a routine. Once it becomes a routine, it goes into the back of our minds so that we're not putting uh, too much of our processing power or our focus on our everyday tasks, on our day-to-day activities. Okay, yes, that's why uh, new car smell, right? goes away after a while you have to refresh the gratitude preferably every day because that's of course we've discussed this gratitude uh, creates the manifestation faster but you do become blind used to all the things in your life that's where rich kids get affluenza from right Because they grew up around it. They're used to it. They don't know any other life but it. And so they're numb to it. It's not, ooh, ah, wow to them. It's whatever. Right? So wherever it is that you are in life, whatever home that you call home, just take this moment and really appreciate it. As if you walked into it for the first time, you just got all the furniture set up, and you sat down, and you're like, Thank you. I can rest. I'm relieved. I have a place to call my own. Thank you. So, before I get too much farther, I'm going to do my shout out to the restaurant industry. Um, but before I do that, we're just going to do a quick one today. Um, because the rest of the chapter of The Secret to Money sits within a sub-chapter called Focus on Prosperity. But we have about a page and a half to get there. So we're going to go back over some uh, mechanics and some exercises from the uh, last couple pages and recap them and the small section called Attract Abundance. And I promise um, once tomorrow comes around and we go into more focus on prosperity, mm, um, I was just um, um, scanning through it really quick to see how far we were going to go today. Uh, And I think a lot of your questions are going to get answered in that one. So tomorrow's podcast will be dedicated to focusing on prosperity, and that's probably what it's going to be called. Um, But today we're going to recap a couple of uh, 
exercises that you can do on your own and the very small subsection called attract abundance. So, restaurant peeps. Deep breaths. Back straight. Shoulders back. Crack that neck left and right. And march forward. You guys work in some of the worst conditions. It's super hot. It's super confined. You're on your feet 12 to 14 hours a day. And you're having to put a smile on your face while super privileged people are saying, My water doesn't didn't want ice in it. Can you please get me one with just a spritz of lemon? And just sit there, absolutely, ma'am, with a smile. Fun fact for all of you out there that's not restaurant-related, uh, we hate that shit. Um, I'm not going to say which actor it was, but the one of the two actors that I actually look up to had a job right out of college where he was a... Uh, waiter at one of those outdoor opera places and mind you this guy is an a-list actor now and he was appalled at how rude people would be and he made a determination after that experience to never be rude to anybody else ever again especially someone who was willing to either cook him or serve him food again people get used to something and being served in a restaurant is one of the things people get used to. But let's say you just have that one person that you notice as being that, you know, jerk in the restaurant and being loud or obnoxious or, you know, whatever. Now times that by at least 10 a day. Now you've got, and then you've got seven days a week. And you're going to have that at least twice or three times on the Friday or Saturday nights when people are going out to eat. No, there are some really, really entitled people out there. And it does not make the cooking experience very pleasant. Which is also why servers um, usually get paid as much as they do in tips. Alright, tipping's not a thing in Europe because of... Um, honestly, it's a different culture. It really is. But tipping is a thing here in the United States. Alright. Because they have to keep that smile on their face or they don't get that tip. And it really, really does wear you down. It really does. Alright, there's a reason why cooks get smoke breaks. There's a reason why servers go out on smoke breaks. It's because people get really, really snobby. And you can't say it back to their face. You can't ask them to please be more polite. You just have to smile, suck it up, and move on. Unless, of course, they get way, way out of line, and then we have to go ask for the manager, hey, can you go deal with this asshole on table number seven? Okay. But, of course, that doesn't happen all the time. Otherwise, we wouldn't have very many customers. So, shout out to my restaurant peeps for dealing with that stuff day in, day out. All the crap that's been going on with COVID. I appreciate you. I love you guys. Keep that head up. Keep those shoulders squared. And you keep marching. Don't you dare. Don't you dare. Give up. Don't you dare. Okay. So. 
Alright, so the last few days, we've gone over the secret of money. Um, and, of course, a couple days ago, we started off with uh, John Asraf's... No, not John Asraf's. Jack Canfield. Wrong chapter. Jack Canfield's personal story of how he manifested his first $100,000 and then his first million dollars. So... Um, now, they did have in here that if you wanted a check to print out, um, you could go to thesecret.com, and there was one, there's me, the www.thesecret.tv. Um, but you, at this point in the game, you can go to many sites where you can just Google blank check from the universe um, and print it out from there, you know, cut, cut it up, uh, draw it out. Um, one group I used to belong to, they do that one at the start of every month. My blank check from the universe. I forget exactly how that one went, um, but you know, make it out for anything. You know, set for my bills for the next month. Uh, more than more money than I have to spend for the next month. Uh, unlimited abundance for the next month. You have fun with it. See how far outside the rules you can get yourself, because the rules are made up. Largely, the rules that we follow, human. Humanity are largely made up. Um, Alright. Rinsing the dishes before they go in the dishwasher. There is no law in existence that says you have to do that. But we do it anyways. Why? Because we learn from our parents. We don't want to overload the dishwasher with uh, too many food particles at the bottom. Blah, 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 blah. We consider it a part of adulthood. But how many people hate doing the dishes? Yes, I know. We just went over a whole gratitude thing of um, if we have dishes to wash than we had food to eat. But, I still hate doing the dishes. It was an interesting little bit of psychology that I came across a little while back um, for a mom that was just completely depressed. For some, I don't remember what the reason was. I don't even think they mentioned it. And she was in her therapist's office and she was asked, and she was just completely like pissed off with herself, pissed off with the world, completely depressed, and she didn't want to tell her therapist because she thought it was stupid, it was dumb, to herself. You know, she's thinking herself to herself. And she finally just blurts out, it's the dishes. I can't stand doing them, I know I have to pre-rinse them, and every single time I get there, and there's just so many of them, and I hate looking at it, and so I just walk away. And the therapist says, why don't you just throw them in the dishwasher and run it, and then run it again. Run it twice, run it three times. There's no rules. Those are rules that you made up, but if you're not feeling it right now, don't let it be something that becomes an uncompleted loop in your head. Run it two times. Run it three times. And I forget what the rest of the story went, but she was like, oh my god. And she did it the next day, and she felt like she had conquered a mountain. And we went over uncompleted tasks way long ago, uh, I don't want to say about 30 episodes ago, is a psych psychological uh, phenomenon. An uncompleted task in our minds, in our brains, basically takes up more processing power. It takes away more focus. If we have an uncompleted task in our heads, it causes a feedback loop. If it's not complete, 
some part of our mind is focused on it. If we have too many uncompleted tasks, we feel overwhelmed, bogged down, and we can't do anything. All right. So be mindful of your uncompleted tasks. So, um, the where we stopped off yesterday was the um, basically the check from the universe. Um, you could go to the secret. Um, thesecret.tv or you can just go google it and we explained that um, basically it's the visual aspect to help you visualize what it is that you're doing so kind of like a vision board some sort of physical representation of what it is that you're trying to manifest the physical representation then helps you to visualize all right you can't just look at it and then be like oh okay good you have to look at it and then visualize otherwise it doesn't work and it's just a pretty bobble on your shelf so, the small subsection we're going to go over today is simply titled, Attract Abundance, and goes as such. The only reason any person does not have enough money is because they are blocking, remember we went over that earlier, because they are blocking money from coming to them with their thoughts. Every negative thought, feeling, or emotion is blocking your good from coming to you, and that includes money. It is not that the money is being kept from you by the universe, because all the money you require exists right now in the invisible. If you do not have enough, it is because you are stopping the flow of money coming to you, and you are doing that with your thoughts. You must Tip the balance of your thoughts from lack of money to more than enough money. Remember we went over that um, either yesterday or the day before. Think more thoughts of abundance than of lack, and you have tipped the balance. When you need money, it is a powerful feeling within you. And so, of course, through the law of attraction, you will continue to attract needing money can't be stated enough and it's going to be stated over and over again that what you focus on is what you manifest into your life alright let's say you've had a crappy life I'm actually going to do a little bit of an uh, I'm going to uh, interview right here for a minute, just to give you an idea of how powerful this is, okay? Let's say you've had a crappy life, and your general disposition is, I hate people. Every single instance where you come into contact with people and they aggravate you, then reinforces, I hate people. Because they're doing things that are causing you to become upset, frustrated, or enraged, Right? Okay, negative emotion. You can use that for, I hate this subset of people. I hate this situation. I hate my life. I hate my weight. Okay? What you focus on is what becomes your reality. Think about it. Alright. It might be an unpalatable taste in your mouth to say, I love these people, 
But let's say you focused and said, I am blown away. Let's say, let's say here, let me uh, think about that for a second. Hold on. Let's say instead you use the words, my life is harmonious and I wake up with joy and beauty every single day. Right? That reorganizes things into a better state of being, yes? Or let's say all my interactions are of a harmonious and joyful nature. Hmm? I only do business with happy, compassionate people. Not necessarily that you're going to actually just go out and do that, but make this... All right, see how you change around the vocabulary. Pay very, very close attention to your vocabulary. Okay? So, sorry about that. Back to the book. Alright, so, when you need money, right, again, focus on the lack of... Because if you're needing money, then you don't have what it is that you need to spend on whatever it is that you need it for. So, sorry, back to the book. I can speak from experience about money because just before I discovered the secret, my accountants told me that my company had suffered a major loss that year, and in three months, it would be history. Ouch. After 10 years of hard work, my company was about to slip through my fingers. And as I needed more money to save my company, things just got worse. There seemed no way out. Okay, so this is the author of the book, uh, Rhonda Byrne, stating that she had worked on her company for 10 years and her accountants are sitting there telling her to her face... That in three months it would be gone. Okay. So, continuing. Then I discovered the secret, and everything in my life, including the state of my company, was totally transformed because I changed the way I was thinking. As my accountants continued to fuss about the figures and focus on that, I kept my mind focused on abundance and all being well. I knew with every fiber of my being that the universe would provide, and it did. It provided in ways I could not have imagined. I had my moments of doubt, but when the doubt came, I immediately moved my thoughts to the outcome of what I wanted. I gave thanks for it. I felt the joy of it, and I believed it. I want to let you in on a secret to the secret. The shortcut to anything you want in your life is to be and feel happy now. It is the fastest way to bring money and anything else you want into your life. Focus on radiating out into the universe those feelings of joy and happiness. When you do that, you will attract back to you all things that bring you joy and happiness, which will not only include an abundance of money, but everything else you are wanting. You must radiate out the signal to bring back what you want. As you radiate out those feelings of happiness, 
they will be sent back to you as the pictures and experiences of your life. The law of attraction is reflecting back your innermost thoughts and feelings as your life. So obviously tomorrow we're going to do the section focus on prosperity, but okay. Let's go back to that paragraph. I discovered the secret and everything in my life, including the state of my company, was slowly transformed. She focused on abundance and all being well. Okay. I can't stress this enough to get yourself in the state of having. It might take you a minute to figure out what that feels like. It might take you a minute to figure out what that could feel like. And before you do all of that, you have to figure out what exactly it is you want that end goal to be. Alright. If you want abundance, focus on abundance. If you want money, checks coming in the mail, Visualize checks coming in the mail. Right. If you want that house, visualize that house. But you have got to get clear. And I can't stress this enough. You have got to get clear on what it is you want. And I, I'm stressing that point ferociously because people are very keen on what they don't want. They are very, very, very hard-pressed when you ask them what they do want. It all becomes just very general stuff. We're very good at knowing what we don't want. I don't want to be homeless. I don't want to be hungry. I don't want to be cold, wet. I don't want to be overweight. I don't want to be... Um, I don't want to be ugly. Right? You want to feel beautiful. I don't want to be worthless. I don't want to be um, forgotten. I don't want to be ignored. I don't want to be alone. We're very good at knowing what we don't want. What do you want? And if you haven't figured that out yet, you really need to. Because if you're not, and you're sending mixed signals to the universe... Hell, you're sending mixed signals to yourself. Never mind the universe. How the hell are you going to figure out which direction you want to go down if you don't know exactly what it is that you want? People really do do their best when they figure out what it is that they want crystal clear and then they bulldoze a path to it. Right, the first 15 years of my professional life, I made it all the way up to chef. Why? Because I knew exactly what I wanted to do. At least I did at the time. Things obviously changed, and now I'm... I mean, I could go back to doing that, but... I'm going to be taking a different direction in my life. Why? Because cooking is high skill, high stress, low pay. For the longest time, I only made $12 an hour. 
twelve dollars an hour and um for two years I only made ten and I only brought home I mean it really did dwindle. I think I started off at eight hundred and fifty dollars every two weeks and then just dwindled down to four hundred dollars every two weeks and that's the point where I just started crying as I would go back to the parking lot to go back to my car because I was so stressed out for such little money. And I just couldn't take it anymore. I moved from there to the Four Seasons and the Four Seasons was, I gotta say, the highlight of my career. It's where I did the best. Um, and I did the best because I was allowed to be basically autonomous. I was the only cook on shift overnight. And I did a really, really good job. Only place I I ever got a raise, also. So. But I had a goal. When I started cooking, I wanted at some point to open my own restaurant. That was my goal. So I knew exactly what steps in reaching that goal that I needed to get to, right? I needed to learn all this stuff. I needed to get better at being a behind the line. I needed to learn all the stations. I needed... Uh, get better at doing my prep, faster at doing my prep. Um, figure out how to run the pass, run the uh, um, other side, heat lamp, expediting, all that stuff. And I was damn good at it. I'm still damn good at it. But it doesn't pay jack shit. Alright, you just, you really do. Um, in the food industry, you can either cook or you can't. You can either cook a steak, you see me. Let me put that back. You either can cook a steak or you can't. You either can cook a piece of fish or you can't. It doesn't matter anything else in your life, politically, religiously, culturally, doesn't matter. You can you either can do the job or you cannot do the job. The people who make the most money in the restaurant business are not the people at the bottom making the restaurants run. It's the owners. Alright. All the Food Network stuff that you see, those guys are just geniuses. They started off their one or two restaurants. They honed themselves really, really well. They had probably lucked out and had some great, um, some great mentors or lucked out to start out a couple really good, great places. Like if you had had the chance to go to Le Cirque or Alain Ducasse or... Um, or apprentice under some of the big guys like Morimoto, you have a better shot. Alright, but those guys they own entire restaurant groups. That's why you see them on Food Network. Alright, Guy Fieri. Guy's got the best job in the world, but he's got the personality to go on TV and do it. Seriously, I want that man's job. Please somebody pay me to just go from restaurant to restaurant, try food, get to see them watch make the food, eat the food, and then tell everybody else how awesome the food is. I, yeah, I will take that job happily. Or at least I used to. I don't know if I want to do that anymore. I, I checked that back. I want to do something that uses my mind and all the experience that I've gained up until this point in my life. And it's a lot. I have a lot of experience. I'm up to my 81st episode now. And I'm not slowing down and I'm not stopping. So, 
we've gone a little long for having such a short inter, uh, interlude between the, um, to the secret to money today, and that's going to be the title of the podcast for today's Attract Abundance. So, I have gotten a little long, my apologies, and I don't want to sign off without doing our brain break. I don't want to be doing a disservice. So, if you have not already, let's find ourselves something, some place to sit down real quick. Let's find some place to sit down. Get a little wiggly. Alright. Close our eyes. Let's take a nice, slow, deep breath in. And let it back out. And let's take another nice, long, deep breath in. Just let your awareness settle into the moment. And just let your awareness expand to the environment around you. And bring to mind, in your mind, an image of the room that you sit in. And just apply gentle awareness to all the things in the room. The volume, its mass, its density. The chair, the couch, the bed, the wall, the TV, the remote control, papers, plants, figurines. Let yourself become aware. of the other items occupying this space with you. Just become aware of their presence.
gonna take one last deep breath in. And let it back out. And we're coming back in three, two, one. And open your eyes. Do we like the background soundtrack that I've got going on? I'm experimenting with uh, different volume levels and different um, background soundtracks. So you may hear it change up a bit in the next few days. I'm testing things out to see which I like better. Yes, we got a little bit long today. Thank you guys for being here. I appreciate you. I care about you. Whatever it is you're about to go do, don't you dare think that you can't do this. You've got this. I'm going to say that one again for the people in the back. You got this. You walk in there and you act like you own whatever it is. Don't you let yourself believe anything less. I'll see you guys tomorrow. This is the podcast Sassafras. Signing off.